Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Lincoln, Nebraska with my good friend Allie Grummert of Duet.co. She grew up nearby and moved to Lincoln 16 years ago for college. She stayed for the community and how it feels like a big, small town. In this episode, Allie and I talk about apple picking at Picnic Hill, eating and shopping at the historic Haymarket, and enjoying free summertime concerts at Jazz in June. You hear about these three amazing experiences, plus so much more. If you know someone that wants to visit Nebraska, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Allie's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Lincoln. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWall to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account. Hey, Allie, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Lee. Absolutely. So uh, I've known you for for many years through like the FinCon community, and so we were chatting on a, on social media, and I finally got you on the podcast to talk about uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. I've heard about it because I'm a big sports fan, and I know that the you know the Cornhuskers are there, and they're big time football. But I know there's like so much more about the city that uh, I can't wait to learn about. Oh, I'm excited to talk about it. I've lived in Lincoln almost 16 years now, so big fan. <laughs> Right on. So like what brought you there and like what keeps you there? Well, I moved to Lincoln to go to the university. So I grew up in a tiny little town an hour and a half away from the capital. Lincoln is the capital in a town of like 120 people. And so Lincoln is like where we went to go shopping and all that. And so, yeah, when I decided to go to the university there, it was really, it was a big shift. It wasn't just visiting, it was living in a, in a city. And so, yes, I got a job after graduation And I worked there for five or six years and then decided to be self-employed. So that adds up to about 16 years now. So (laughs) I've chosen to live there every three or four years. You know, in my 20s, I was like, why do I live in Nebraska? I should go somewhere else. Like I should move to Chicago or Nashville or something. And at the end of that, like a little two-week panic, I'd be like, you know what? I love it here. And I can't imagine going anywhere else. So as much as I was like, you know, kind of, dragging on it at first. I was like, no, I love it and I can never leave. So that's how I got here and that's why I stay, I suppose. I've got really good friends and a sweet church and yeah, I'm excited to share more about it because I think Lincoln is a really unique place. Right on. Well, if you ever change your mind, Nashville's always looking for cool people. <laughs> so we can <laughs> we can use more. But uh, but yeah, actually speaking of that, there, from what I understand, there's now like a direct flight Yes. between Nashville and Lincoln. So that's one of the things we were actually, we were talking about. That's what got the conversation started about having you on the show. Yeah. It's a, it's a relatively new charter flight situation. So the same kind of charter flights that take our football players and baseball players and you know basketball to wherever their games are, they have now opened it up to like the general public to go fly to, I think it's about six or seven different popular locations. So we've got like Minneapolis, Nashville, Austin, Denver, uh, Orlando, and the rest are kind of skipping. Oh, I think maybe Vegas is on there too. And so it's like, it's a direct flight, which like getting a direct flight out of Lincoln is 
pretty uh, limited because Omaha is nearby and there are just a lot more flight choices there. So to like fly into Nashville, uh, we're there in less than two hours. So like I oh, that is fly, so cool. fly out at five, get there at seven. It's both, both our central time zone. Um, I actually have a trip planned. So I'm hoping if it goes off well, I'm going to need to adjust my travel budget. That's what we're going to say. <laughs> nice. I think I'm going to enjoy all of the travel and the food. And I was like, I could just go to Austin and eat for three days and just fly home. That'd be so great. Yeah, that's right. Just roll me back onto the plane. I could right, be so seriously. full from all the food. Now, um, for those that aren't in one of those cities that can take advantage of that flight, I think United flies into Lincoln as well. Yes, United flies into Lincoln and our airport has been redone and it looks so freaking swanky. I'm like, is this, are we, is this Lincoln? Uh, so it's really sweet. So if you even have like a layover or something there, it's it's a great quiet place to, to catch up or rest. I'm a big fan of like Southwest, but like Southwest doesn't fly into Lincoln. If I wanted to do that, I'd have to fly into Omaha and then drive over. Is that correct? Yes. So you'd fly into Omaha and you know, it's sometimes it's worth it for the price difference too. And Omaha is just an hour away, which in Nebraska time is like no time at all. It's just an hour. And the, <laughs> the drive is just on the interstate. It's a super quick drive. And, you know, even along the way, we have these cute neighboring towns. There's one called Ashland. I'm like, man, if you just wanted to stop there for two hours, there's a, a bakery card called Farnier. There's a coffee shop and bookstore called Postscript. There's a Salt Creek Mercantile, which is kind of like a Magnolia type store. We've got um, a tap room there for a cider company. So if you like drinking cider or wine, it's called Glacial Till. So that's just like on the way to Lincoln. And the cool thing about Nebraska and I think Lincoln too, is it's, it's like a big small town. It's made up of a lot of people from small towns, whether it's small town Nebraska or Iowa. So we all just kind of like feed off of even the neighboring towns around us for entertainment. Oh, that's really awesome. Okay. So let's assume that I'm going to be flying from Nashville directly into Lincoln. I'm going to take advantage of that, that charter flight because that sounds really cool. And so when we land there from the airport to the city, how do we get there? Do we take public transportation? Do we rent a car? Is there Uber? Like what's the best way to get around? I would probably just get an Uber. It's super fast. Like it is 10 minutes to downtown if that um, but that's probably the best way to to get to where you're going. You could rent a car, but you don't really have to, I don't think, depending on where which part of the city you're going to stay in. Okay. Know. What I was going to say is like once we're in town, like getting around, is it very walkable or do we need a car to the, drive to some of the attractions? So you would need a car if you're going to drive to the children's zoo. That one you definitely would. Our public transit is not as sharp and quick <laughs> as some, like now that I've like lived in some cities like London, but also who can really compete with <laughs> London's railway and, and public transit there. So yeah, you'd want to probably rent a car if you wanted to go out and about, especially visiting these other towns. But if you were going to stay in downtown Lincoln, it is all very walkable. I think Lincoln is very unique in the sense that our downtown, so that's where you'll have a lot of like your bars and some restaurants and businesses, of course, is right next to our old market, which we call the, the Hay Market. And so there's restaurants and bars and attractions there. And our stadium for Husker Game Day is there. And the university is there. So if you just get one hotel, you can hit up all of those things. Nice. And so really, it, yeah, it depends. Like even our children's museum is down there too. We've got a historical museum. We've got the Capitol all within walking distance. 
Okay. Now, as far as like we're thinking of like where to stay while we're there, are there any areas of town that we should kind of avoid, or uh, are there any favorite hotels that you have that uh, that you highly recommend? Yeah, definitely avoid staying by the airport. It's just a little seedy. It's not going to be the best experience, and you're like you can see downtown from the airport. So just uh, park it down there. We've gotten a few new and renovated hotels. So if you wanted to stay downtown, there's one called the Kindler Hotel. NBC Suites is one of our like go-tos. It's probably one of the older hotels. They've got oh, a huge buffet. They've got a pool. It's right next to the stadium. And then the Graduate is down there um, in the Haymarket. And that's been redone as well. And we've got a courtyard and like a Hyatt place. So there's just a ton of choices now. Those have, A lot of those have been built since I graduated college. So it's been fun to watch those go up. And there's a Holiday Inn Express, those things. And then if you want it to be a little bit further removed, there's one um, called the Scarlet Hotel. It's one of those, what's it called? The, uh, the Tribute Portfolio? Yes, it's a Tribute Portfolio Hotel. So it is beautiful. You've got a restaurant, you've got a rooftop bar, You've got a bar on the main floor. You've got an ice cream shop and a coffee shop all on the main floor. It's really beautiful. And it's a little bit more removed from downtown. But by a little bit, I mean literally maybe 10 blocks from downtown. Um, it's going to be a lot quieter. <laughs> There's like a walking trail. Yeah. And that's just a cool part of Lincoln that's getting built out. So the university, I think it was, it, they bought the old fairgrounds, the state fairgrounds. And they've been renovating it. So they built this hotel the old sale, like the show barn where you would actually show cattle for the state fair has been turned into a conference center and it's beautiful and it's connected to these other tech companies and everybody just kind of shares this plot of land, this co-working space. One of my favorite coffee shops is there called The Mill at Innovation Campus. And so it's definitely kind of got its own little, it's its own little budding neighborhood, if you would. Oh, that's really cool. So now we get, we we have some great ideas as far as like a little bit more budget friendly, but a little bit more higher end uh, properties as well. Uh, while we're there, obviously, when you think of Nebraska, the wintertime, you think of snow and, yeah. and cold temperatures and those type of things. But what's the weather like throughout the year? And like, when do you recommend people come to visit? So one of the things I love about Lincoln is that we get all four seasons. So we definitely have snow, but we also have very hot weather in the summer. I joke that I probably stay inside more in August than I do in the winter. I'm not really, I'm not really big on heat. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty humid place too, but it's sweet. We've got um, some lakes within driving distance. If you wanted to go, you know, rent a kayak or just go lay out on kind of the beach there, those are nearby. But as far as in Lincoln, yeah, we've got all four seasons and, you know, we've got a ton of trails and biking. And so really any season that you can do those, that's a great time to come. And I would say though, the most electric time to be in Lincoln would be in the fall. So we, Nebraska just does fall really, really well. It's crisp. It's cool. We've got football. You know, you mentioned the Cornhuskers, our Husker football team, the college football team. We don't have any pro sports in Nebraska. And so we put all of our weight behind our sweet college boys <laughs> to get us to national championship and uh, to, to win games on the weekends. And Lincoln just like explodes. They actually say it becomes the Memorial Stadium becomes the third largest city in Nebraska on game days. Oh, wow. Yes. And <laughs> it's known as the Sea of Red, like wearing red everywhere, just everywhere, just swarming. And you get people who come in from out of state or out of town and it's so freaking fun. People will tailgate. 
yeah. And then of course the game gets out and everybody goes to the bars or goes yeah, out to eat. That's really a sweet time to visit. So perfect, of course, if you also wanted to hit up the Children's Zoo in Lincoln, which has been remodeled in the last number of years. And it's really sweet. I take my nephews there often. Uh, we've got pumpkin patches. There's an apple picking place uh, called Picnic Hill just outside of town as well. So definitely recommend the fall, but it's great all year round, of course. Right on. That's really cool. All right. So we got the you know the Husker football. We have like the pumpkin patches. We have, you know, some of the like, kind of seasonal things that are going on, but like throughout the year, are there certain like festivals or other type of annual events that happen? Yeah. Well, we have a farmer's market in the Haymarket every Saturday, which, you know, I went to the one in Omaha and ours is like four times as big or four times bigger. It's, it's, there's a lot going on. So you have a lot of local um, artisans and makers and, you know, we have a whole community called love the locals, like love comma the locals as if you were signing off a letter and they put on probably two or three events throughout the year. So it's a lot of like craftsmen and candle makers and artists who are selling prints or t-shirts or, you know, screen printed t-shirts, things that they've designed and made. And so those are really fun to look forward to. And they yeah, host them two or three times a year. And then um, my friend Alicia owns a company called Wax Buffalo, and it's a candle company that has just like exploded in all the best ways. So now they have a storefront in the Haymarket. If you wanted to visit there, you can make candles there. But she also hosted a winter market, and I hear she's hosting it again. Uh, let's hope that it becomes an annual thing, but it's an outdoor market similar to like what you'd see in Germany in the wintertime. So everybody's bundled up, getting food, getting mulled wine, and walking around and shopping outside in the in the downtown Haymarket area. And so that's definitely something to look forward to. And then we are known for the Lincoln Marathon, which is the first weekend in May every year. And we're known for cheering on thousands of strangers. <laughs> so people come <laughs> out from the neighborhoods. Like I went and spent the night at my friend's house who lived on one side of the running trail, like the actual path, uh, spent the night so I wouldn't have to worry about driving and traffic with all the runners so that I could wake up first thing in the morning and have my coffee with a cowbell out on the side of the road, just hollering at strangers and telling them that they're doing a good job. And I've heard that that is really common throughout the entire running path, if you will, throughout the oh, entire race. So cool. And then they get to end, the runners get to end in Memorial Stadium. So that's got to be feel pretty freaking cool because it's a gigantic stadium. Yeah, and just so there's a lot of pomp and circumstance around it, and so people enjoy traveling and, and running here. <laughs> that sounds really amazing. I'm not sure if it's amazing enough for me to go run 26 miles, but definitely <laughs> amazing to maybe like go and cheer everybody else on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like my, my church cancels the first service every marathon Sunday because we're all just out there cheering. They run right by our church, and so everybody just shows up in pajamas basically, <laughs> cheers them on, <laughs> and people will have their name on their bibs. So you're just like, go, Kelsey, go, Thomas, oh, and they don't know awesome. who you are. and <laughs> Oh man, it's an absolute hoop. Like they'll have, um, I think the National Guard had a band playing at one point so that we could hear it from where we were. So yeah, it's a great time. <laughs> right on. Uh, a couple of other things that I saw just doing a little research myself, something called Lincoln Exposed and like Jazz yes. in June. What oh, are those? Yes. Okay. So Jazz in June is every Tuesday night in June, people just swarm, <laughs> if you will, to part of the university's campus. There's a, a museum. Uh, an art museum, I guess, called the Sheldon 
And in the backyard of it, if you will, the, the grassy knoll, the lawn, people just bring their own blankets and sit out and we listen to jazz music being played on the, the back patio of this building. So the acoustics are really great. And so, but you get to see people from all over just gathering in one place to listen to music. And there's basically no green spots left. It's all covered with blankets or tarps or something. And they've started including food trucks. So ice cream and all sorts of other things you can get to eat while you're there and it's free to attend. So that is a really great Lincoln ritual. And by then the students have left because, you know, it's, it is a college town and it's interesting because part of us is like, oh, the college students are gone for a little bit. And by the end of August, though, like, we kind of miss them. We're like, bring the college students back. Like they, they bring such a vibrant color to the city as well. Um, a little a buzz, if you will. And there's also, I'd mentioned the mill at Innovation Campus. There's another one called um, the Mill at Telegraph. And they host a Wednesday night music event all through the summer, like May through August, that is also free to attend. And then you mentioned Lincoln Exposed. There's also Lincoln Calling. So there are two different week-long events, one kind of at the beginning of winter and one at the end, that Lincoln Calling, I believe, is where we bring in a lot of talent. That's how it is. And then Lincoln Exposed is where we show off a lot of our own local music musicians and talent. And they're playing at like five or six different bars. And there's just like a lineup at all of them. And they go till two o'clock in the morning. You can get one pass just to pay for you to get into all the bars for the whole week uh, from like 7 p.m. till two o'clock in the morning. And then you just do it the next night. And you do it the next night for multiple nights in a row. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Probably wouldn't be able to bring my kids to that, but because uh, I, I normally travel, I normally travel with my kids a lot, and bars generally frowned upon bringing kids in, you know. <laughs> so one of the things I was looking that seems like a really cool, like family friendly event is uh, they have like movie night or something like that at the rail yard. Oh, I love the rail yard. So this is this is what's cool is you know I mentioned like should I should move whatever. Well, people who went to the university come back, they go to the rail yard, and they're like why did I ever move? Lincoln got so cool. I'm like, yeah, it did. He should have stayed. Um, we got to see that happen. <laughs> so the rail yard is this sweet development that was put on the west side of the old hay market. So it used to just be blighted, to be honest. It was just like a railroad track in a bunch of like old railroad cars just, just out there gathering dust and weeds and all that. So the city cleaned it up and got developers to build out. You know, we have this new Pinnacle Bank Arena. I say new. It's been like over five years. Uh, it looks like a giant spaceship, but that's where we get a lot of musical acts like Kenny Chesney, Shania Twain, Pink has performed there. Um, and then part of it is also this rail yard. And it's really unique because it's this outdoor space. It's got a fence line around it, but basically you can go eat and drink at any of these different restaurants and just hang out with at the picnic tables and you can play bags or you can listen to music and you can just kind of dabble into all the different restaurants. And their goal with putting the building this was that they want just as many people here on a Friday night as they do on like a Saturday morning. So that it's both for like young adults in 20 somethings, 30 somethings or older, and then also for kids. And so the movie nights are definitely part of that. So bringing kids to watch a movie on what they call the cube. Um, it's just this giant screen above a stage. And so um, I've watched like the world cup there. So it, it can really just be used for any variety of purposes. And in the winter, they turn the rail yard patio area into an ice skating rink. So I've taken my nieces there in the winter and we'll just skate around for like an hour in the freezing cold. And then we're like, we're good. Let's go get hot chocolate. <laughs> um, but it's so stinking fun. Cause like, we don't have to leave the city to go do that. Oh, that sounds really cool. 
thinking of like some of like the other type of buildings that are there. I guess there's the Capitol building, uh, which from what I understand, like looks really amazing on the inside. It is incredible. And I, that's what I'm, I also have a degree in history. And so I'm just like a total nerd about like, do you know how much time and energy this would have taken to build? And it's like this tallest or second tallest Capitol Hill building in the United States. It's got these giant pillars from Italy inside all this artwork on the walls and tile work on the floor. And you can actually take the itty bitty elevator all the way to the very top and go out and look at the city from every angle, as long as it's not too windy or too cold, and then they keep you out. But yeah, there's a rotunda. We have a unicameral, so you can see our one legislative room. Uh, so that's where all of yeah, all of the state's representatives work together. We're the only state that has a unicameral. So it's a non-party legislature, if you will. I think they have somebody giving a tour like every 20 minutes. So if you just are like, I just want to dive into this or I want to see architecture, I want to learn the history, it's absolutely worth it. You know, and it celebrates a lot of life on the plains. And that brings true to me. Like I grew up, like I said, an hour and a half from Lincoln where the Oregon Trail went through. And so it's just, it's really fun to think of like the the homesteaders and the journey that they went through. Absolutely. I think, and I think sometimes it's, that that's part of history that gets lost and, uh, you know, being able to go on those type of tours and seeing those type of exhibits really kind of helps like refresh and educate people that don't really know much about it. Well, especially like it's fun because, you know, I'll go to Boston and I'll learn about the history in Boston, which is so different than the history in California or, or even in Florida where you have like, what is it, Augustine? Is it St. Augustine? Is, is the town, you know, and it's got the oldest yeah. fort in the United States. And then I'm like, come to Nebraska, come learn about the settlers, come learn about like tilling the soil for the first time. Like, and so there is this you know, appreciation for crops and agriculture, of course, um, as well. So absolutely. Well, speaking of crops and agriculture, um, one thing we don't want to talk, we don't want to miss talking about is the food that's there in Lincoln. What are some of your favorites? So we have a local restaurant called Laszlo's and that's a go-to place. It's fun. There's one in the Haymarket. There's also one a little bit further south in town, but it's fun. I'll just sit there and eat at the bar and meet people who are just traveling from out of town and getting to tell them about the city. And Lazo's has steak, of course. Nebraska is also known for our steak. The sweet potato fries, you cannot go wrong and you have to get the creamy garlic with it. And you're going to be like, oh, thanks, Allie. This is the best. Like I will go there just for sweet potato fries with creamy garlic sauce Um, and a beer. So they brew their own beer. It's called Empyrean Brewing. It's one of our first local craft brewing companies in Nebraska. Yeah, it's delightful. They've got seasonal beer, but you know, my favorite, if you like something light and summery is the Kolsch. The Copper Alt is like, that was their first, one of their very first beers or brews that they did. It's a solid choice. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, any other suggestions for places to eat while we're there? Yeah. If you're in the downtown area, there's a bunch that you can walk to. Yaya's is right on O Street. Oh my goodness. Lee, you're, you'd love it. So you can just get a slice of pizza for like $6 or something. And they give you this homemade chunk of bread with it. And uh, they've got outdoor seating, indoor seating. It's a really funky hipster place. Last I knew, I think the bathroom walls are covered in like beer container cardboard like the design of the of the holder. And it's just like, just stapled to the walls. Um, but it's really cool. They've got all these beers from all over the world. So you can literally just be like, I want something from Scotland and they'll help you find something. 
So, um, and they have the locals on tap as well. But Yaya's is known for their pizza. They also have, if you're vegetarian or anything, they have baked potatoes, like different types of loaded baked potatoes. But you could pick any one of the pizzas from Yaya's and it would be delightful. I have one, a couple favorites. There's the Atlantic and the Pacific. One has cream cheese. The other has broccoli on it. You know, so like if you're like, oh, Allie, broccoli on pizza. They also have really great other pizzas <laughs> as well. But that one, I highly recommend it. For a couple of years there, I had friends who also worked near downtown. And every Monday at 12 o'clock, we would all meet up for pizza yayas. So if you're into sushi, there's Blue Sushi. I And that's down in the Haymarket. They have all day happy hour. So are on Sundays. And they've got reverse happy hour, like in the early afternoon. Can't really miss it. There's High Peak, if you like Thai food. That is further on the east side of town. So it's like if you just so happen to have a car or are over there, definitely hit that up. Any of their curries are delightful. So Lee, during the pandemic, my friends, like this restaurant had just opened, this High Peak. And you know we can't go out to eat, but we want to support them. We would order like five dishes and sit in someone's driveway. And we would all like kind of mask up. <laughs> And scoop up like something, one of each thing. And we would just sit on other opposite sides of the driveway. And then we actually kept a spreadsheet of who liked this dish. What would you rate it? One through five. And so that was a really fun way to try everything. So I can say I've tried a lot. <laughs> well, I think that's just really cool, whether it's, it's pandemic or not. I think yeah. just getting a bunch of dishes, supporting that local restaurant, and then just kind of everybody sharing and, and swapping stories and and kind of giving their ratings. I think that's a great way to just experience local food anyways. Oh, it is so fun. And then every, here we are a year or so later, we're like, oh, we should go out to eat. And I genuinely couldn't remember what dishes I liked. So I'm like, I'm going to pull up the spreadsheet. <laughs> what did I rate <laughs> this one? And they have different spice levels. So I can't really do spicy food. So I keep it at a two. Another like the difference between two and three is large for me. So I like to keep it at two. I think it's like all the way up to 10. So you could get as spicy as you wanted. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we've got, you know, in the Haymarket, we've got Buzzard Billy's. So you've got Cajun food. We've got briskies. That's more of your care bar food and watching sports. That's the one with the screen with the sports TV wall, if you will. Yeah. So those are those are some of my favorites. There's El Potrero, if you like Mexican, and they're all right next to each other. You've got Laszlo's. You've got the oven, which is Indian. You've got briskies, which is American. Buzzard Billy's, which is Cajun American. And then El Potrero, all right next to each other. So you definitely can't go wrong just walking by one of those. Nice, nice. I think that's a perfect situation for my wife. She likes to be able to just grab a, like a little something from each place and be able to kind of just like nibble on them and everything. So that's the that's like right up her alley. Oh yeah, that's what we call a, a food parade. You're just kind of <laughs> there. You instead go of, yeah. instead of bar hopping. It's a food parade. <laughs> <laughs> right on. A couple last things. Uh, one, where would we go for like a like a good breakfast or brunch? Oh, we've got Good Evans, which is on the east side of town. So you'd need a car to get there. That is delightful. And local to Nebraska, there are only a couple of locations. You cannot go wrong going to Good Evans. If you're downtown, there's the Green Gateau. They are known for their breakfast. Um, it's kind of off of a busy street, but you can walk there easily from downtown. So I would definitely look up either one of those. Right on. Uh, and then what about like if we want to get like a, like a sweet tree, like ice cream or something like that? We've got you covered. We've got a couple local places. One is called 402 Creamery. It is actually right next door to the mill at Telegraph. So if you're going to go get coffee or ice cream or go to the live concert series on a Wednesday night in the summer, 402 Creamery is delightful. And they have new flavors 
every month. They've also got a lot of dairy-free and gluten-free options. And I have friends who are dairy-free and gluten-free and they love it. So I um, highly recommend checking that out. So the university has two main campuses. We have City Campus, which is right in the downtown by the stadium, that part of town. And then we have East Campus, a little bit further away, would require driving. And that one, uh, they have a place called the Dairy Store. So that would be a good one to check out too. Oh, I forgot another breakfast place is Cultiva. We've got crepes, baby. All sorts of crepes. Um, You can get savory, you can get sweet. And there's one near downtown as well. Fantastic. Well, Ali, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for Lincoln. I'm ready to hop on the flight, get that charter plane, come out <laughs> yes. there and hang out and uh, check out all these food places. Uh, I'm going to have to bring my stretchy pants because uh, <laughs> I think there's too much goodness there, you know, but that's all right. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Lincoln, where should they go and what should they eat? Oh, go to Laszlo's, get a steak, side of sweet potato fries and an Imperian beer, hands down. Fantastic. Now, like you, like you lived in this area and gone to college there for you know for many years and everything. I'm sure you had like a lot of really cool stories throughout the years. Like, what's one of your most memorable? Oh gosh! So take me back to freshman year of college. Uh, I befriended another very small town Nebraska gal, and we I packed up our backpacks because we were going to go work from a coffee shop, right? Because we don't have those in our small towns. And I like, quote unquote, went and picked her up from her dorm, which meant I walked there. (laughs) The two of us walked all the way from her dorm on the north side of campus down to the Haymarket to um, a coffee shop called Scooters. It's no longer down there. Um, But we just, we hiked through the snow. It was the depths of winter and it's dark out, you know, because it gets dark early. And so that's one of my fondest memories because just a couple of small town girls who are like, I will take that cafe all late. And I didn't know how to say coffee, cafe au lait. I was just like, you can read <laughs> the green on me. I was just like, I'm here. And I, the only cappuccino I knew came from a tin can from Walmart, right? Or at a gas station. <laughs> like, I'll take a cappuccino. Like, I didn't know what espresso was. I didn't know how to say espresso. And so that's one of my fondest memories of just like, just a young Allie Grimmert and my sweet friend Jenna walking all, like, we must have walked a mile and a half just to go get coffee. And of course, we've spent the whole time on Facebook because it was 2007 and we didn't do any homework and we just packed up our Dell Inspiron, you know, mega laptops and hiked all the <laughs> way back. So uh, that's definitely one of my fondest memories. That is so cool. Right on. Well, well, speaking of good times and happy memories, where's the happiest happy hour in Lincoln? You know, two of the locations of the mill, those coffee shops also have happy hour from four to six during the week. So they've got a full bar as well as a coffee shop. So those are really fun to hit up, especially if you want to be able to sit outside and get fresh air. That would be at Innovation Campus and the one across the street from the Scarlet Hotel and then the mill at the Telegraph. Those two both have nice happy hours and places to sit outside. And they have a popcorn mix that is to die for. And it's free. They just give you this popcorn. It's kind of like what is it, that French onion dip that when you start eating it, you can't stop? It's like that. You're like, what did you put in here and why am I not able to stop? <laughs> well, that's also good because like, you know, I like to drink, but some people don't. So like some people can get coffee, some people can get a drink and everybody's happy. Yes. And there's ice cream right next door too, if you go to the Telegraph. So you got options. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's, a, I mean, it's like decadent as much as you can get, right? Now, one of the things I always do whenever I, I travel is check out the local pizza. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Lincoln? Go to Yaya's and order the Pep Pep. That's their 
code word, if you will, for the, they used to have it on special all the time. I think you can just order it now. It's not even on the menu. It's called the Pep Pep. If you, and that's a thin crust. So if you're looking for more of a thick crust, you might want to check out Isles Pub and Pizza. That is a local joint that has been in Lincoln for like 40 years. And that's actually just a cool experience. If you have a car to be able to drive up to a neighborhood called Havelock and sit in there, it is like, it is like walking into Cheers. It's dark. It's plush. There's like gold finishings on everything. And you're like, okay, I just took a step back in time. But yeah, there we go. Those are your two options. If you want, if you want, thing <laughs> the eighties are calling, the eighties are calling and they are in Havelock, the neighborhood in Lincoln for sure. Nice. That's probably where the best pizza is. And in the back in the, the, the time machine anyways. Right. Oh, I mean, they could brag about it and I would believe it. Like you guys have been around <laughs> long enough. I trust you. Now I, I know from us uh, attending FinCon together and everything, we kind of bounce all over the bounce all over the U.S. Uh, for those conferences every year. And so, with that, you, you you're obviously traveling all the time, going to going to those conferences, traveling for fun and everything else. Uh, what's your best travel tip? You know, so I I studied abroad when I was a, my fifth year of college, and I learned <laughs> it's not keep your expectations low. But in a way, it's like, what's the one thing I want to see when I go to this city? And then everything else feels like a bonus. You know, so I go to Paris and you're like, there's so much I could see. And like, but if I see the Eiffel Tower, I'm set. Everything else is bonus. I need to have a crepe or take, you know, the riverboat around downtown Paris or whatever. Like, those are bonuses. So even when I went to Australia with a friend, I was like, what's the one thing you want to do? And what's the one thing I want to do? So like, we make sure we hit those and then it just feels like everything else is icing on top. Absolutely. I think that's a great, a great approach because also you don't want to try to cram too much in. And then that way you like, you're running around and doing everything, but you can like, just, if you have like that one priority, you can spend time and just really focus in and enjoy it and soak it all in versus like, okay, yeah, we saw it. Okay. Time to go. It's kind of like national lampoons, you know, where, where they, you know, Oh, Grand Canyon. Oh, great. Perfect. Okay. Time to go. Yep. You know, being able to soak it in and enjoy it. I mean, you're traveling all that way. Like, you don't want to see the, the Eiffel Tower for five minutes and then take your picture and, and go. You want to be able to like just sit there and enjoy it. Like get your coffee on like that that second or third tier and just relax and enjoy the view. You know, I mean that's that's the way to travel for sure. Absolutely. So because in between those big things, you get to soak up the smaller things like the coffee cart or the crepe or something or the bakery or the scoop of gelato or wherever you're at. And so even like traveling domestically, it's like oh, if I could just like have a local coffee one day this week, I'll go find a, you know, a local coffee shop before the conference starts, things like that. It's just, it's a sweet treat of something that's local and you get to celebrate about that particular city and then go on with your day. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Allie, again, thanks for being on the show. I I learned so much about Lincoln and I can't wait to come out there and, and hang out. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I'm an email marketing strategist and conversion copywriter. Um, I'm a bit, a bit of a nerd on the tech automation front when it comes to email marketing, and I get to do that for clients. I offer one-on-one services where, yeah, we support them in creating a welcome and nurture experience uh, using email marketing to welcome their new subscribers to their blog, their content, their products, um, and just to make sure that they have that really great housewarming experience and want to keep opening their emails and keep coming back to their site for more. So, yeah, I've been doing that for over five years now. Just not so. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, because the last thing you want is people to sign up for your service and then your emails are going to their spam. Yeah, to go spam or, you know, we make a lot of assumptions of like, oh, I show up on social media, people know who I am or I have all these blog posts, they know how to explore them. And it's like, well, you actually get this like 
sweet responsibility to be able to like tell them like, Hey, did you know I have roundups over here or I have 30 minute meals over here or a podcast episode, you know, a little roundup of particular episodes that they might enjoy. And you kind of get to cater to them of like, this is what I want you to experience while you're here. And that just builds brand loyalty. It optimizes, you know, conversions for sales and site traffic going forward because they know you and they like you and they trust you. And so it's really optimizing that beginning experience when somebody joins your email list. That's fantastic. Well, Allie, if somebody has questions about your services or about Lincoln, what's the best way to refer them to reach you on social media? Yeah, you'll want to find me on Instagram. So it's just at Allie Grummert. You can message me there. Be happy to chat. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for being on the show and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you. What an awesome conversation with Allie. I can't wait to hop on a Redway flight from Nashville to hang out with Allie and explore the city. You can find all the links we talked about today and our webpage guide to Allie's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Lincoln. We want to say thank you to AwardWalt for being today's affiliate partner. It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we head to Sedona, Arizona to speak with my good friend Lisa Peterson of wealthclinic.com. In this episode, Lisa and I talk about climbing Cathedral Rock, exploring Subway Cave, and having fun at the Talakipaki Art and Shopping Village. We hope you join us when we travel there. I love hearing your feedback about the show. Send me a tweet at wetravelthere or email me at wetravelthere.com forward slash contact to share your thoughts. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.